Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. On this week's episode, we are talking about the newest episode of She-Hulk and all of the news that we could find this week. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. And before you get nervous, don't worry. No She-Hulk spoilers will be had for the first 40 minutes or so of the show. So don't worry. We do the news first, and then we get to the, the spoilerific review. So, I mean, there's not too much to spoil, but anyway, there you are. Um, mm-hmm. So, Dylan, what did you find on the internet this week? What kind of news we got? Okay, I'll start with the true tea with the DC ooh, news. Ooh, that's what no, I'm here there's for. No, nothing too bad this week. Um, no, no Why? more huge cancellations. But uh, they we, lie, we we mentioned that when Discovery took over, they're looking for their Kevin Feige. You know, the guy, mm-hmm. the, the the DC guy, the Zack um, Snyder, but good. Well, yeah, more like yeah, like that. But they right. want like a they want someone like a, a producer to oversee the film and TV and that they was want a grand overseer, right? Yeah, that was previously technically Walter Hamada's job, who oversaw the he took over with, towards the tail end of the Snyderverse, but it didn't work out so well. So um, they got a new guy. Uh, this is like they're like sealing up negotiations. It's not a hundred percent yet, you know. Uh huh. Until I hear it from the mouse, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's not official. Or the mouse says it. Or, or whoever the Warner Brothers equivalent is through uh, the Warner Brothers frog. Is he still Bugs, they still use him? Bugs Bunny when he says it, then I'll believe it. <laughs> I'm not believing it until Bugs says it. Until I hear it from the rabbit. Um <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Well, they've apparently found someone. His name is David Lynn. Sorry, I forgot it for a second. Um <laughs> oh, he's you, a pre- you, you had like a dramatic pause, like no, it wasn't for I thought you about to say David Lynch. Whoa, can you imagine? That's that's the T. Anyway, go on. David Lynch. The Lynch first. Um, uh, <laughs> David Lynn, he's a big producer at Warner Brothers. He did the, and other studios. He did Aladdin. He did the Lego movie. He did It, Chapter 1 and 2. Um, okay. So he has a bunch of like hits, you know, a bunch of wins under his belt. So he's going to oversee both like the film and TV parts of it. And normally producers like this who oversee like a certain division still have to answer to executives like um like the hbo max executive like the warner brothers tv executive the warner film executive you know like someone above them right but it's going to be similar to what kevin feige is where he reports like straight to the mouse. Uh, bob chapik yeah. yeah um it's gonna be similar to that where he's gonna like move above all those people you know and like okay wow have a lot more freedom with so the choices he makes. Are, are, how do we feel about this? Are we are we pleased with this? Is this a, a well, good decision? Okay. So I guess the T is that he like some Snyder fans are mad at him because apparently in like a God. podcast he this... calls he calls the Snyder Bros or the Snyder people on Twitter Autobots. Um, he this doesn't. Is... He's not a he's not a fan of the Snyder stuff. Basically, well, I mean, only only the Snyder boys are so. But we've known, I think, for a long time that the DC executives, execs were, like, mad that they were strong-armed in, into releasing the Snyder Cut, you know? Like, I don't I, I don't think anyone thinks they wanted to do that. Right. So, like, that of course was never they the hate plan. them. Yeah. Whether or not it was a financial success is, like, we'll never know because it was on HBO Max. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that's not a big surprise to me. Right. But Yeah. I mean, that's not a shock at all. Yeah, but is it a good thing? Um, 
I don't know, Michael. I don't know much about this guy. Uh, it's good that I guess they're trying to like get their ducks in a row, you know? Um, yeah. They're But is that even sorting the move stuff anymore? out. Like just to try to emulate the Marvel formula or is it to. I think it is. I know it's like cliche, but I feel like it is the move for DC and like an only DC because it's like the only thing that can be compared to Marvel. And like Sure. the only the only thing I mean by that is like things being in one universe and um, being consequential to the next thing. I think that's like a really good formula for making money because it's like can't miss entertainment like, oh, well, how does Captain Marvel lead into Endgame? Like, you know, like that Right. kind of thing. I'm not saying it's like. artistically the move but if they want to start being successful i think maybe that's what they should do Fair enough. i don't Like, know it, yeah, I'm, you're probably right. You're probably right. would you prefer that or would you prefer everything like not joker like the movie joker but everything be like a more director focused like separate universe like I matt reeves batman todd phillips joker a bunch I of think those that's the way to go, honestly, because I think DC's tried to do this twice with, I mean, or it's, it seems like twice. They've tried to really get it going a couple of times. They started it off with Man of Steel, right? They're like, okay, this is going to be great. We got Zack Snyder. Okay, we got some missteps, but you know what? We're going to reboot. We're going to re we're gonna retool with Justice League. We're going to get everybody. No, okay, we're back. This is just not great. And... I thought they were look, looking at maybe Patty Jenkins, but I guess Wonder Woman 2 didn't perform like they thought, so maybe not there. So they just, I don't know. I, f I feel like they were looking, they were auditioning people with the with the the movies post Justice League. They were auditioning people to sort of become the new Zack Snyder, um, Mm hmm Yeah. and none of that worked out for them. So I don't know. I think, but but the Matt Reeves and the uh, uh, Todd Phillips movies. did well right like and they were, were well received and i mean i had my problems with joker um and as did you but But they can't i argue they're both they're like their biggest hits basically of course wonder woman i mean yeah and no aquaman the and the nolan movies right like those are all oh yeah yeah right exactly so like what are those movies what are what do all those movies share a director with a vision right so i think a singular vision something unique to them good or bad um you know so and that would be something that they that they have up on marvel right like they could be the 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 place that's making superhero film that is unique and not part of the formula because that's the that's the dig that marvel gets all the time right is the oh it's all part of the marvel movie just like every other marvel movie you know Yeah, though you know not so much anymore, but that true was the cookie cutter argument before. For the longest time, I agree. right? I, I, you know, I'm on board like for either camp, like shared universe, everything's connected or like nothing's connected. But I just don't like the limbo that we're in now, whereas like some of it is and Ben Affleck's in this one, but Michael Keaton's, you know, like I don't That's like the weird. I hate the in between, like trying to have your cake and eat it, too. It's not for me, Right. like. I think there's like maybe a happy medium. Like you could give directors a lot of control and make sure they don't step on each other's continuity. Is that like Right. out of the question? I I feel don't like know. that's not too much to ask for. I think Like, I, I think they should try to, you know, try to be distinctly different, right? That's like what Todd Phillips Joker could exist in like with the Batman Matt Reeves definitely, universe. Like, definitely could have. It doesn't, one does not disprove the other.
you just have to take out that Joker thing from the Matt Reeves movie, and then it's like they're they're together. I don't know. I I agree with you. But who are we to tell DC how to run? You know, the, we've the, only been trying to do it for however however many years we've been doing whatever, this podcast. A decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Know. More DC. Sorry, we yeah. got we got okay, a lot we'll more DC. Batman Cape Crusader. That's the Bruce Tim, J.J. Abrams, uh, Matt Reeves animated series, a spiritual successor to Batman the Animated Series, Mm -hmm. they called it. Um, It got canceled by HBO Max, but they said at the time that it's being shopped around to other networks. And The Hollywood Reporter has said that there is intense interest from Apple, Hulu, and Netflix. So it seems like maybe there's hope after all for this specific show. That it'll find a home somewhere else. That's good. I I could see why they'd want it. It seems like a recipe for success, right? But and it's animation, so it's inherently less overhead and cheaper. But I feel like, I mean, I feel like if it's like a little embarrassing. Like I don't want to be like I know we're just talking about all the creativity, but it's like if you're trying to streamline everything, it's kind of embarrassing to have like Netflix doing one of your shows or like, you know what I mean? That's that is true. Like it's pre, they're doing what Marvel was pre Disney plus Marvel TV, where it's like the Netflix universe and you don't really know if that's in the MCU or not, you know, like, I don't. Right. It's like, and what about the Hulu stuff? Does that. that count? What about Cloak and Dagger? Is that? No. And then ABC, no one knows still to this day. So. Right. What about Inhumans? Well, that's clearly, I mean, we saw Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. That was another like, universe. No. That's been confirmed. Every, everything's ma- connected. It all matters. <laughs> everything's important. I mean, kind of now. I don't know. All the Netflix people are coming back. Whatever. Who knows? That is it the same seen. Matt Murdock? Uh, I just want to encourage headcanon for everyone. You know, it is exactly. the same Matt Murdock if you want it to be. <laughs> right. He's just a little bit different now. He's a little nicer, probably. He makes jokes now. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, the funny one. <laughs> so. Um, you know, we've extensively covered Batgirl, but apparently they're doing, uh, there's been another update from the Hollywood Reporter. They're doing, quote, funeral screenings, which is interesting because, I mean, this whole thing is unprecedented, but I know, I guess here's another step that's unprecedented. They're like showing it to the cast and crew. Basically, at least they can see it before it gets deleted. They're not. So the article said that they're not going to just delete it, please. I don't think so. Either. I don't believe I that think... for a minute. The, the amount of money they spend on it, they will they will remove it from access or whatever, but they will store it. Absolutely. And then in 10 years, when the, their current thing bungles again, you know, release a release a Becker on Blu-ray or whatever, or streaming or something. The Hollywood Reporter speculated, I agree, but they said that the Batgirl footage may be physically destroyed as a way to demonstrate to the IRS that there will never be any revenue from the project, thus it should be entitled to the full write-down immediately. Ah. So so I guess the T is here with DC, with Warner Brothers, is that a bunch of things are getting delayed, like Shazam, because it turns out that Discovery doesn't have enough like cash in the bank to release more than two movies right now this year. <laughs> Because okay. you have to spend a lot on marketing and stuff to actually put a movie out. So it's Don't Worry, Darling, and um, Black Adam. And they're like, that's what we can do now. So, you know, they're strapped for wow. cash, Michael. Um, Boy. So if they really like need this write-off from the IRS right now, I guess they could be like, we're deleting it. But like, even if that happens, I still won't believe it. 
Someone's yeah, got no a way. copy. It's a, you know, it's like a 10 gigabyte file. Like, it's not that serious. Right. I mean, someone's got it on a USB somewhere, right? When will it be on torrents, Dylan? I don't know. Someone needs to hack in. Some I mean, uh, hack, hacktivist needs to release the backroll cut. Anonymous. I know you're busy with, like, real life, like, this is my real life, though. This is more yeah. important. I know you're worried about like all the other you know, like secret shredded documents, but like, how about this? How about these? Exactly. Uh, how about the Batgirl footage? Maybe we'll get a docu series on this. Uh, oh, see that that's right up your alley, right? Like a docu series and a Doom production. That's like your favorite. And maybe it'll be meta, and it'll be like an HBO docu series. You know? Oh like, man, Chef's Kiss, brilliant. Dancing on the grave. <laughs> hey, remember <laughs> that like, time? Kind of like Netflix doing that blockbuster sitcom. You heard about that? Oh, they're doing a blockbuster sitcom. They're doing a workplace sitcom based at blockbuster, and I'm like, they're really like just like Probably I said, dancing on the grave, huh? Yeah, salt in the wound. Hey, man, they still got that one. You're right. In Bend, Oregon. That Airbnb also. Um, <laughs> there's all blockbuster. It was convert. You can just sleep in it. It's an Airbnb. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's move on to Marvel Disney. The uh, mouse, the mouse, um, house of mouse. This is kind of like a small tidbit of news, but that Wonder Man Disney Plus series is coming. It's from yeah. Dustin Daniel Cretton, the Shang Chi director. Oh, okay. Um, he's a producer on it, and uh, I mean, if you don't know Wonder Man, he's like a washed-up actor in the Marvel universe. Um, but apparently, he'll be joined by another washed-up actor. This isn't like a rumor; it's from Variety. Um, it's a, uh, you know, Ben Kingsley, Trevor Slattery. Oh, from, from uh, the Mandarin or from the Iron fake, Man 3. fake Mandarin from Iron Man 3 or That's awesome, know, actually. Trevor and Shang-Chi. So it seems like a good fit. But I yeah, that makes sense. It's been rumored that the show is going to be like more comedic. So that would make sense. I don't know. But yeah, that, that's 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 good. I like that. I'm sure we'll see Wonder Man in like 10 years or so. But <laughs> no, we should get I'm hoping we'll get Wonder Man casting at D23, which is coming up. I don't know. It's 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 soon. It's in the next few weeks. D twenty three is right? next week. Next week. Okay. Cool. I, I know because Monica's there going there. So is next episode our big D twenty three extravaganza? Uh yeah, I guess so. Uh not next yeah. week. The week after will be our big news. Oh show. right. Don't miss it. Yeah. It'll be the best one ever. Exactly. Okay. Um Fantastic Four, <laughs> the movie. Okay. Um oh. yeah, we're we're still doing it. Okay, so we talked about how Mac, uh, no, not Mac, whatever the the Spider Man MCU guy. What's his name again? I don't remember. You know, what I'm talking about the guy who directed the three MCU Spider Man movies. Yeah, I, I, he was. I, yeah, that guy, John Watts. That's his name. Oh yeah, yeah he, John he, Watts. He was announced as the director for Fantastic Four, but then he dropped out. We don't know why. Um, but now they found a new director and Matt Shackman. He is oh, the director of WandaVision. Right. So okay. I think that's a promising sign. WandaVision, I could see like okay, I hate when they're like, oh well, they did this one thing and this, so clearly they'd be good for this, you know. But like Right. But that does that translates. But that is sometimes why they hire people. So like right. maybe like I kinda like the idea of having like a retro futuristic like Jetsons vibe fantastic four you know what i mean yeah, like definitely i feel like the mid-century vibe is pretty cool for them that's like a good way to distinguish it from the previous adaptations and 
he nailed those vibes in WandaVision, you know? So he did, he did. And I think that that's a good fit. And I'm, I mean, who knows when this is actually going to happen? Like at this point, he's just attached to a title. It's coming out. It'll, we'll see it. Okay. Don't, don't apply those Warner. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Rules. I'm not saying we're not going to see it. I'm just saying like it, th- this isn't even on the slate right now. This is so far away. Like, I can't, yeah, I forgot. That I don't have the face. I, I don't have the mental energy for that. Yes, you do. You need to keep one eye on 2027. Okay. Okay. All right. Whenever we're, it's coming we're, out. we're looking out for 2027. Yeah. You got to keep both eyes open. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Go on. I'm done with Marvel uh, oh. because we're moving on to Dynamite. Um, oh, oh. The, yeah. The Red Sonja movie. We've, oh, this that's is right. another one where I they for- keep changing hands. The, I don't remember the, um, Hannah John came in. She was supposed to play Red Sonia uh, previously. We reported on it like a long time ago. She played Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's probably where most people know her from. Right. Um, she was supposed to be Red Sonia, but she dropped out for whatever reason. Uh, scheduling conflicts, they say. But they found a new Red Sonia. Her name's Matilda Lutz. And she was in okay. a movie called Revenge. Have you seen that, Michael? It was a I good, have not. Um, I, just saw the, I, I just Googled it. No, I have not seen that movie. It was like from a couple of years ago. It was like a good horror thriller revenge plot Obviously. kind of thing. Um, it was a lot of fun though. But so she was like a standout from that. I was surprised okay. she didn't get more work. I don't know if this is like the lucrative like role she deserves, but uh, hopefully it's good or like uh, a like a good vehicle for her at least. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't know this until I read this article that there was a Red Sonja movie already in 1985. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No. Dang. We I have not seen that. that one. Oh boy. Um I don't I couldn't tell you one thing about it. I I, I know Brigitte Nielsen was in it. That's all I know. Okay. Um I've never seen it. Is. Oh, okay. It also has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Does it? Uh-huh. Who is it, he? It has a he's a Lord Calidor. Oh, um, thought he was Conan. And Red Sonja has a mullet in the movie. What? Okay, I kind of yeah. watched it now. I'm gonna send you a picture in the uh, in the the Discord chat so you can see it. It's uh, I need to go. Yeah, it's we'll watch it. Okay, I think Scream Factory put out a Blu-ray not that long ago. Try as you don't have it. Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, that doesn't look very Red Sonja y to no. me. It doesn't. Looks like Xena or something. Um, okay. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> I have no seg- I have no segue here. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Remember that movie? Uh, I do. It's getting a sequel. A sequel, and we know more about the plot and the cast now. The plot, I don't know, tells me nothing. It says it will. It's the monkey sequel. and the and the Godzilla fight. I That's think the they're teaming up now. Um, hmm. I don't know. They said it pits the almighty Kong and the fearsome Godzilla against a colossal undiscovered threat hidden within the world, challenging their very existence and our own. That's the plot of the movie. Cool. Um, so it's Godzilla and Kong this time. They're not veeing anymore. Um, but okay, much of the cast is returning. Uh, and they've added a few more. Dan Stevens from Legion, uh, Fala Chen from Shang Chi. You know, some some new additions. I don't see Millie Bobby Brown returning. Well, I mean, can you blame her? 
Yeah, but Rebecca Hall is in uh, Brian Tyree, uh, Tyree Henry, Kaylee Hoddle. I don't remember her. She's returning I, also. I loved okay. her in, that, in, the, in the last one. She, yeah, she was my she was a standout. So are you hyped for this, Michael? Um, or? No, no. Um, I didn't like this last one. Yeah, it wasn't good to me. I, People liked it, though. They had I, all know, the I, know they, I know they did. I also didn't like the last Kong movie. Um, Skull Island. I, yeah, they're not I thought good. it was better than. I don't well, know. Godzilla vs. Kong, I really did not like at all. Um, they were airing it before AEW last Wednesday, and my DVR caught the last five minutes of it. And Oof. I went to go watch, I went to go hit play on the wrestling and starts with uh Godzilla versus Kong, and I was just like, oh, gross. That's Fast forward. Yeah. And I don't know, Kong looked really bad, at least just on the small screen. It just says well, it's a streaming movie, so that's ooh. that's right. Flashback. Okay. Oh. A last bit of little news. It's short. Resident Evil, that show that got released on Netflix, uh, yes, a few weeks ago, is canceled. And one and only one, uh, one and done season. One and done. I tried it. I really, you know, I'm all about Resident Evil. I watched I all the movies. Um, I was really excited for this show. I wanted to like it, and um, no good. It was bad. It was bad. Awesome. Some people liked it. I will. I will say that I liked it. Um, it found some audience, but. It, not with me. I don't know. It was yeah, a little too convoluted. I, I didn't watch it. I thought it looked bad. It was nowhere near um, as bad as the last Godzilla movie. I mean, uh, Resident Evil movie, because that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This was better than that, but what about the still what like, about the cartoon that came out last Halloween? What was it called? I don't, like I, City? I don't think I saw that. It was supposed to be abysmal. I'm a fake fan. Wow, um, I thought you liked Resident Evil, Dylan. I only no, like the Mila, the Mila verse. Well, how often does this happen though? Like Netflix releasing one season and then saying, ah, never mind. Pretty often. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Even like Sandman hasn't gotten renewed yet, and that's like apparently a huge hit. That will. It's like their most expensive show. So there mm. has to be like a colossal hit. But I I, I assume it will get another season. I mean, it would make sense. But Netflix is uh they're notorious for canceling things beloved series wow that's a, i mean well, that's all well, I got. this is hardly beloved but um i guess <laughs> let's uh let's uh let's hear about this live wow sale. i bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale dust off your old facebook account or borrow your grandma's login and join us every wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m central bedrock city is the only verified blue check comic store on facebook meaning we're better than everyone else it also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And we are going to, before we get to my news, we're going to start with our picks of the week so we don't forget. My pick of the week is Fortnite X Marvel Zero War number four featuring the coveted Wolverine spray. <gasps> I've hey, been waiting for that look, one. Look, you, you got to collect them all, right? Because like they're probably going to do the thing at the end where if you have all of them, you get one more 
So they did with the Harley Quinn one or with the uh the the DC one. So here's hoping. Come find me on Fortnite. Let's go. And you can't 1v1 get that me. on the digital app on Marvel Unlimited either. Only in the comic. Only so in the store now, for now. Until it's on the Fortnite store. Right. Um but but today exactly. you can get it at Bedrock. For a week at least. Yes. Um my pick is Thunderbolts number one. Oh, it's yes. kind of a light week. It's the fifth Wednesday of the month, so there's not a lot coming out, but there's a few good ones. Uh, this one's written by Jim Zub, who I generally like. You do like and, Jim uh, Zub. It's Hawkeye leading a Thunderbolts team with uh, Spectrum and America Chavez and Power Man. Okay. You know, it, the, the, the book. The book does look good. I flipped through it today. I didn't get to yeah. read it. I didn't have time, but it does look good. Looks like a fun read, but that's my pick. All right, we're getting into the news here. Um, I have one piece of gaming news, and then it's all horror all the way down. Um, so Disney is putting out a card game, to uh, a sort of a collectible card game like Magic or Pokemon or something like that. Um, it's called Lorcana, L-O-R-C-A-N-A. And it is a booster pack, starter deck, you know, the whole nine yards type of game is family friendly and it's coming in the uh the la- the latter half of 2023. It's going to be put up by Ravensburger, which is interesting, Dylan, because Ravensburger has never done a collectible card game before. They do board games and card games, like boxed card games, you know. So, okay. we'll see. Um It sounds like a flop. You know, so that's that's the thing. Ravensburger is one of the biggest names in board game publishing. Um, they have some very, very big properties worldwide. They're very big. They're multinational. Um, one of the best selling games of all time, Scotland Yard is their game. They have a lot of other things. They do they're really everywhere too. They do they do puzzles, they do like early childhood stuff. So they're really everywhere. Like Ravensburger products are everywhere. So okay. if this truly is as family friendly as they want it, you know, want it to be presented, they might have more f- feet in the door in places that aren't that magic and Pokemon don't right. Like you could get like some sort of a early childhood starter deck at the boutique toy store. Right. But that, that place is not going to carry Pokemon. So th- there's that tournaments at Disneyland. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Yeah. Worlds is at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so streaming on Disney plus come on. It's going to have, what do they call it? Um, modern fantastic art style some some buzzword that doesn't mean anything uh modern storybook art style whatever that means um the basic idea is that there's this place called the quote great illuminary um says the brand manager ryan miller who is a veteran of the wizards of the coast who helped design this game um it's the treasury of all the disney songs and stories ever made all the characters and it's where they're all it's where they're kind of recorded. The players take on this role of an illumineer, the powerful sorcerer that has the ability to bring these characters to life off the page. Players will be bringing a band of their favorite Disney characters together to adventure in the world. Um, they've enlisted plenty of industry veterans to help design this thing. And they're hoping it's going to be um, massive. The Ravensburger guy says this is probably the, this game has the most potential of anything we've ever done. Um and hence, the, probably the largest investment we have ever done into any type of project or initiative. So, we'll see. Um, this is going to be not as highly competitive as they say, uh, according to them, uh, compared to Magic, which is a very highly competitive game. Um, this is going to be more, um, you know, light kitchen table type stuff. Um, but where they're going to be showing it off at D twenty three this year in Anaheim. 
So I'm going to try to ask Monica to get some information on that for me. So it's not as like I'm going to kill incendiary you. as the as what the headline makes it seem like is like they're doing their own magic or Pokemon. Like it seems like it's has they're, its own lane a little bit. Yeah, they're doing their own. Well, so the 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 the, the trading card market is widening. It really did used to just be, all right, Dylan, 1v1 me, get your deck, let's go. Um, and that's it. But now there's all sorts of new types of games. There's Key Forge, there's Soul Forge, there's um, MetaZoo, um, Vampire. Thanks to the, the Paul brothers. Exactly. Thanks to Logan and Jake. Um, mm-hmm. Vampire the Eternal Struggle. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of really interesting trading card games out there that are doing unique things that aren't just as bloodthirsty as something like magic or even Pokemon. Pokemon's pretty cutthroat in terms of coming for your dollars and being very aggressive. Um, but Disney does have the license to support something like this, which is interesting. So, you know, they could in theory have Marvel and Star Wars and all that stuff. So I guess we'll have to see. So my first piece of horror news is kind of horror news. It's related to Spirit Halloween the store, not the <laughs> film upcoming. You always film. find a way. Uh, hey, man, we got to get it in there. Spirit Halloween is releasing Mountain Dew costumes for the first time ever, Dylan. Are you excited? I am so excited. Yes. Um, Where does the Squirt collab, though? That's what I uh, want. That's next year. If this does well, then they'll... uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, And also, for reference, in in this press release, Mountain Dew is stylized as it is on the can as capital M-T-N-D-E-W. Of course. M-T-N Dew. Um, so they have costumes, they have a Baja Blast Code Red, classic green bottle, and a voodoo grim costume. Um, uh, the mascot for the soda maker's annual Halloween nectar. Um, so the quote yeah. is Mountain Dew, like Spirit Halloween, has become the most has some of the most fanatic followers of any brand in the US. We're thrilled to team up with them to introduce our first ever, the the, the first ever officially licensed MTN Dew Halloween costumes. So I'm what here a thing for to it. Boast. You right, like that. That's 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 where we're hanging our hat, boys. I'd be surprised if it was not the first one. So you're telling me you don't you, you don't think anyone's ever wanted to dress up as a can of Baja Blast before? I mean, I just think they haven't like seen the potential in that yet. You know the the companies. So I'm glad it's finally happening true, for you. True. Can people expect to go to the Halloween sale and see you in one of these in the Baja Blast one? Um, or... Yeah, you could see everyone include like representing one of the different flavors. You guarantee it. I'll That's be requ- cool. I will be requiring it. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, I it's... like the bottle one. I think that one's cool. I'm getting the Baja Blast. I'm I'm about to live my life. <laughs> I also excited for the the new Mountain Dew uh, seasonal Halloween flavor, the Voodoo. It comes in a zero sugar variety as well, so we're we're hyped up on that zero sugar gang. Um, <sighs> but anyway, moving off of Mountain Dew, on to um, some properties here. I didn't know about this, but Stephen King has a new movie coming to Netflix uh, in October called Mister Harrigan's Phone, which is from a short story in If It Bleeds, which is a really great short story collection that came out. I don't know, five years ago or so. Um, the 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 leading story in that book is an outsider story. It's, it's a Holly Gibney story, but there's a little story in the back that's really really good. It's about this little uh, not little boy. He's like a teenage, a young, a, a tween boy who befriends <laughs> an elderly neighbor. Okay, uh, an old man, 
and the old man dies. But then this is a very Stephen King plot, but he can then finds out he can still, he is still able to communicate with the man via texting. Um, and it goes on from there. Um, so this is coming out October 5th. And it's going to star um, Donald Sutherland as the, the dead man. <laughs> okay. And uh, Jaden Martell, who I don't know. Um, and it's going to be directed by um, Ryan Murphy. I'm sorry. No, directed by John Lee Hancock of The Blind Side. He's writing it and directing it. So oh. I don't know. If, yeah, that's an interesting thing here. And meaning nothing, of course. Stephen King has put it over on Twitter saying it's really good. So Of course. Yeah, he says that for everything. But I'm very excited to watch this because I do really like that short story. So I hope this is good. It's kind it's gonna of be a fire starter. Uh, it is definitely giving Firestarter. It's rated PG-13 for thematic material, some strong language, violent content, and brief drug material. So, I feel like we should let this man lit, like rest at some point. You know, like I know Stephen he's King? not, I know he's not doing these movies, but he's like promoting them. So, like, you know, we don't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel for Stephen King content. Like, right, could, right. There's other books. Oh, there's plenty of other people. And his books are great. Yeah. Not everything needs to be adapted poorly, you know. Not everything. But if this one's great, then I'll that's I'll watch it and I'll I'll let you know. It's October fifth, so it's coming soon. Okay. Um, wow. yeah. Speaking speaking of horror movies on streamers, um, Peacock is adding a ton <laughs> of movies for Halloween. So this would be the time of the year you want to subscribe to Shutter, right? Um, as we've talked about previously, Shutter is when they drop or Halloween season is when they drop all their good stuff. Peacock is not playing around this year. They want you to sub sub to them as opposed to Shutter. Because honestly, there's so many streamers out there. I'm not I'm not doing multiple one off subs a month. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna oh let's yeah. sign up for Arrow, Shutter, and Peacock this month. You absolutely miss me with that. But um, they're adding a ton of movies um, in two blocks uh, on the first of September and then on the fifteenth of September. I'm not gonna read the entire list because there's a ton. Um, but it ranges from very old classics like um, Bride of Frankenstein from 1935, Dracula from 1931, um, to to modern classics like Army of Darkness, Candyman, The Birds, which is from 60s, uh, Beetlejuice, Blair Witch, um, Dawn of the Dead, 2004, uh, the Zack Snyder one, which is his best movie, um, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, bunch of really, really good stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and say without seeing Shutter's lineup, but this is a really good lineup. If you're looking for something to do spooky season with this, this might be the way to go. It's got Videodrome on it, Dylan, which I think you need to see. Cause that's the one that uh, crimes of the future took a lot from. I love that movie. Do you have Peacock? Um, Sometimes. Yeah, Not sometimes. right now. <laughs> sometimes. So, I don't know. Do you do you do that? Do you uh, sign up for Shutter around this time or? Yeah, I the, my temporary ones I would say are Shutter, Peacock, and um, sometimes Discovery Plus. Wow. You know? What's the other one? I don't know. There's one other one that like sometimes the show will come out on and I'll do it for a month, but I don't have any of the, my temporary ones right now. I'm pretty occupied with HBO, Netflix, and Hulu, sure. Disney. So. I, th- this is go google the list this is worth a look 
my other sneaky recommendation for horror streamer would be Arrow Video, but that's an all-year rec. Arrow Video is the best $5 you can spend in streaming. It's so good. There's well, so Tubi. much. Tubi's free. I know. That's what I'm saying. I've been singing the Tubi praises forever. Tubi is great. If you're not on Tubi, get on Tubi. If you want to watch some weird giallo, uh, you know, that, you know, led to Malignant, of course, all the things that inspired. No, Malignant's on HBO. It's not. Yeah. Well, I know, but what well, no, I know, but like uh, all the all the movies that inspired um Malignant, you know, the modern proto Oh, Giallo. like the the spin-offs that Malignant Rip, uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Malignant yeah, yeah, yeah. and its effects, yeah. Right. Somehow travel back in time to inspire um Lucio Fulci. Excellent. Yes, but either way, I would recommend Tubi for sure. But Peacock is adding all these cool movies. Um man, they even have Psycho 2 and 3. Everybody sleeps on Psycho 2 and 3. Those movies rule. Uh, I love those movies. Anyway, uh, two more pieces of horror news here. Hellraiser, um, which we've mentioned before, is getting a reboot uh, film coming to, to straight to Hulu, which, I don't know, two months ago would have been not a positive to me. However, Prey came out and was awesome. So We're living that, in a post-Prey world. We are. So this could mean anything. So this is part of their annual Huluween celebration. Uh, gross. Um, so on October 7th, we are getting Hellraiser. And it's just called Hellraiser. It's not Hellraiser colon something else. It's like the 10th movie or something like that. There's a lot of them. Um, so, But this is coming October 7th. And there is a teaser, which is essentially just a title treatment, an animated title treatment with... Um, the new pinhead behind the logo. Uh, and this is the first time they've had a female pinhead, which is exciting. Um, Doug Bradley. I don't know the name of the lady playing. Search with the J playing pinhead, but Doug Bradley, the guy that played pinhead previously was in an interview talking about this. And he said, I don't know her personally, but she was great in sense eight. So yeah, she was. So he's like, I, I think she's going to do great in this. So um, I'm very excited about this. Dylan, um, I'm a massive Clive Barker fan. Um, He's my favorite author. I think Hellraiser. I don't love the films, though. I don't love the Hellraiser films. Do you like the Hellraiser movies? I I like the first one. I like the first one. And even then, it's kind of competitive. Yeah, they really are. The first one is even really... I think could be stand to be remade fully. Like the effects are kind of too cheesy for it to be enjoyable at this point. I watched um, Hellraiser eight a few years ago because it had Henry Cavill in it, but wow. it, was, it was no good. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Hellraiser eight Henry Cavill. Was he, was he just like the, the lead like regular guy who gets caught up Kinda, in the BDSM yeah. world? It turned out he wasn't even the lead. He was just like one of the guys. What? He didn't last too long. That's disappointing. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Our last piece of news here. Um, we've covered this previously, but now we have a trailer for something I'm very excited for my best friend's exorcism, which is an adaptation of a novel that I really like by Grady Hendrix. Uh, this is going to, this is coming to uh, Amazon prime video on September 30th. And G- Grady Hendrix describes this as beaches meets the exorcist, which is <laughs> hilarious. That's what um, the trailer gives. Yeah. So, this trailer was, I really liked this trailer. Um, it stars Elsie Fisher from eighth grade. And it says Texas Chancellor Massacre, but I don't remember her being in that. But 
Yeah, she was the sister like in the the most recent one. I saw, I, yeah, one. I saw it. I just don't remember her being in it. But okay, Damn, you wiped that from your memory. That whole movie. I I just remember the part where the lady gets impaled on the chainsaw and like uh, like held up above the head. That's all I remember. Um, and then she was truly people. Michael, like the main character. Well, I remember. I remember the kid. I just don't remember that being Elsie Fisher. Okay. Okay. I remember the character. I just don't remember that being her. Uh, and then some other people are in this movie that I never heard of. Uh, Dylan, do you know them? Um, Amaya Miller and Damon Thomas. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love them. They're yeah, your favorite. I'm sorry, it's directed. Watched. It's directed by Damon Thomas. Haha. I tricked oh, you, Dylan. That's what I meant. Yeah, I like his movies. Yeah. So, so the plot here is the year is 1988. High school sophomores Abby and Gretchen have been best friends since fourth grade, but after an evening evening of skinny dipping goes disastrously wrong. Gretchen begins to act different. She's moody. <laughs> she's irritable. And bizarre incidents keep happening whenever she's nearby. Abby investigation. Abby's investigations lead her to some startling discoveries. And by the time the, their story reaches its terrifying conclusion, the fate of Abby and Gretchen will soon be determined by a single question. Is their friendship power, powerful enough to beat the devil? Um, <laughs> what did you think of this trailer, Dylan? I thought that was really good. I want more genre crossing, like Jennifer's body style. Yes. Mm-hmm. you know movies so like and that's exactly and like, what this sort of looks like yeah it looks like mean girls book smart like that kind of thing meets an exorcism movie so it looks way better than i was expecting it to look and i'm thinking about reading the book should i yes the book is awesome have you seen the cover for it here's the cover i'm sending it to you right now i have I, book talks all about it oh really okay yeah. I've been about this book, okay? Go check my Goodreads. I read this years ago. Well, as of this week, Book Talk is all about it. Okay, well, hey, well, that's good enough. Um, but I highly recommend it. The poster is awesome, too. I really think the this is going to be a good movie. I'm Well, I'm hopeful, anyway, I should say. Um, that's is that's the book cover, and that is the uh, the movie poster. But I am super excited for this. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. I don't know the director at all. Damon, I already away damon thomas he did penny dreadful hmm. okay which i haven't watched so but um the guy that wrote the novel also did he's he's got a really good sense of humor he did um he did horror store which is kind of mid but that's the one where the the book looks like an ikea catalog yeah and it takes place in an ikea well not called ikea but you know it's an ikea mm-hmm. Um, but he also did a book called Paperbacks from Hell, where he talks about like uh, it's just a nonfiction book about various weird horror paperbacks that came out in the 60s, 70s and 80s. Um, and it's really just fits the aesthetic of this book. Uh, so. Oh, it's sold out on Target. Would you look at that, Dylan? Dang. Look at I that. get this one mixed up with. Final Girls? Yes. Book yeah, that I don't was know why all, that I get one, those two mixed. Okay, there's a couple of books that share the word Final Girl in it. There's like Final Girl Support Group. There's... Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. There's, there's a few Final Girl type books. Um, the best one is by Riley Sager. Um, that one's really good. I forget which one it's actually called. I think it's called Final Girls. That book's awesome. Um, but anyway, that's enough about this. I'm very much looking forward to this. It comes out very soon. Uh, well, relatively... It comes out in September, so that's great. But um, that's going to do it for us. Let's hear about all these tabletop events. Now it's 
time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and it is time for our She-Hulk Episode 2 review. Full spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched it yet, or you care about spoilers, turn back now. Turn back. Uh, if you don't care, all right, you're good. Spoilers <laughs> up. Here we are. We're talking about That's not spoilery episode. of it, an episode, it, like it, you it, said. But you know what, Dylan? Philosophically, philosophically, Dylan, it is. This is a... This, what do you this, mean by that? This episode is a game changer. For the MCU? For the for MCU Michael? as a as a whole, Dylan. Oh, as it got it. Turns the MCU on its head to me. It does. It really did. Uh the I don't hierarchy know if, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe will change forever. Forever shook by a completely normal television show. <laughs> which <laughs> I love I love. Spoilers, I really like this episode. It was even be- significantly better than the first, which I also liked. But I agree. I, I was really impressed by how much this didn't feel like just an MCU show. It felt like a regular television show, a regular wow. good, a regular good show. I should say, read that right. A regular television show without adhering to a formula in any, any way. This was awesome. Well, you're just an MCU apologist. So I'm sorry. I, you know, when I saw the 50 badass women book on her shelf, it really just made me, happy bomb no oh, no okay. i'm an apologist i have to love it Dylan. right right my bad my bad i get God. i get mixed up I, i'll take off my i, I forget what we're doing a bit shirt. bit or not so yeah oh um, yeah I, I get confused too um but go on dylan I'll, I'll let you take us through it well okay so this one i agree with you that it was a lot better it felt like way more cohesive because the first one felt like a little bit too chopped up remember how we talked about that like, yes it definitely did a little Frankenstein together, but this one felt a lot more cohesive to me. It felt like an episode of a show, which we've been saying more and more, I feel like, as shows go, like more so with Moon Knight and yes, She-Hulk. Like, it keeps going that way. I think it like they're getting better and better at making TV shows. So um I liked that this one felt like a little story, like a setup in and of itself, you know? Like we got to see her starting or her getting fired and then starting her new job at like the superhero division, whatever, defending right. meta humans. Yeah. And then finding um, out she only got hired because she's she's she Hulk. Yeah. She's basically like the face of it, like a, a facade, uh, right. a, a spokesperson. But I kind of like that because it's like, like number one, she only took the job out of desperation, but it's like 
maybe gonna lead the way to some cool like commentary you know well yeah we're already we're already getting there right like with you're I mean, right the, the allegories are already there with um oh you only hired me because i'm pretty right and like, like when she first similarly. got there he was like change like he like that, that was like a very like I know it's like a woman turning into a monster, but like it felt very like yeah, uncomfortable this... too. The way he was like, "I want we want we want She Hulk like change right now," you know, like not even like allowing her like go to the bathroom or something like that. It was like, right, like... very dehumanizing. Yeah, no, that was yeah that that was excellent. I I know some people's complaints are that the um the subtext is not so subtext. Um, you know, it's very hello listen to my text but um i i think the messages in the show are very are handled very well so far and like we've said before sometimes people don't pick up on subtext so like yes you just have to go with the flow and realize that like if they if it's not so if it's overt commentary then it's not saying like all men are bad and you're mean by extension it's like some no. sometimes this happens and that's you know what we're talking about right now you know right like right. you don't need to take it personally is what i'm saying exactly you don't need to feel attacked i think that's the issue i think that's why people get mad like quote woke whatever that means i truly right. don't know but you know what i mean that's the, right. the word that's been weaponized uh tv shows it's like they feel attacked right which i need someone to explain to me how you i don't Fe- know how you feel attacked by the fictional but television also program? but also you're the hero like <laughs> You right. feel attacked by them saying the villain is bad, but you're the hero and you're, I don't know. You know, we're not here to psychoanalyze uh, incels, yeah, no but um, I really liked it. I thought it was good. I thought I liked the new job setting. I think it's going to like lead its way to have like a cool, maybe episodic defending different characters, each episode situation, you know, mm-hmm. little Allie McBeal. I know that Allie McBeal was playing on the bar when she went. I don't know if you noticed that, but um, this episode was chock full yeah, of Easter I did eggs, notice Michael. That. I did notice that. Um, there, I mean, it, it. I mean, I know the solicitations. Solicitations. What do they call it for TV? Uh, the uh, promos. The promos. Tra- trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would talk about it like, um, like it was Allie McBeal. You know, like, a, like that was one of the names that they would drop. Was that it's like Marvel's Allie McBeal. Yeah. Um, and it definitely is. I have you ever did you ever watch Ally McBeal? Dylan? I didn't. No, uh, I did. I was a little too young for it, um, but I do remember it. And I do remember watching a lot of it uh, as a kid who wanted to seem smart. So I watched the adult show um, yeah. and it definitely is very similar uh, has, okay. or has some has a lot of similarities, I should say. So I'm about it. Hmm. Well, okay. Speaking of Easter eggs, we got yeah. we got a couple of big ones. Yes, we did. While while she was looking for jobs, she we saw got a little peek at her computer, and some of the headlines that were like like clickbait on the side of the yes. page she was looking at. And one of them was an Eternals reference. We've been waiting for it. it oh was yeah, a yeah, Reference yeah. to the big uh, statue coming out of the ocean, which people have been complaining like, why is no one talking about this? You know, but right, this is it. You got it. Someone mentioned it. Exactly. Finally, Eternals is uh, referenced, even though nobody seems to like it. What a cool, like, tourist spot, though, that would become, you know, if that was in real life. I would want to go swim around that. That'd be awesome. Like, on some marble, huge marble in the ocean. Like, come on now. 
Yeah, I mean, Although, like, that's, that's awesome. Maybe their scandal will come to life. <laughs> I mean, I like. <laughs> go ahead. I like that this show is like more what, because like the the it's more how we would react to the living in the MCU. I think a bit, you know. Um, yeah, a little bit more memeable and like it, on the on the web page. It was also like, "Where's Ant Man?" I guess a game, and there's a whole Avengers tab under the celebrity news, which is like totally how it would be. You know, I would be right. like. I would have a Wanda Stan account on Twitter if she was a real person, you know? I mean, you you already do, though. I And she's not a real person. Said, we said we wouldn't talk about I'm so, that. I'm sorry. I, I know we weren't cut supposed this, to blame. Cut this part out. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it in the, the post. Time. Thank you. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a a Wolverine Easter egg, Michael. Wolverine? Did you, did you, did you catch it? Did I? No, I don't think I maybe I did. No, I don't think I did. Okay, well it was a it was on the thing. It said man with metal claws gets in bar fight or something like that. No, I did not see a, that. It was a news article. This is the big this is the big takeaway from the episode. Okay. Forget She Hulk. It's all about Wolverine. I Just mean, kidding. isn't it isn't it always about Wolverine? Okay, but okay, hear me out. Okay. Obviously we're watching for She Hulk, like she said, but like there's some implications here. People have been saying like so number one, it's obviously a Wolverine Easter egg. It's not couldn't be anything else. Of um, course, but like people have been saying, like, well, does oh, it say the... man? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, oh, are the is like the multiverse going to bring in the mutants, or like is there you know another world? Is Wanda going to be like somehow create the mutants or something like that? But I've always been team mutants have been here and they're just in hiding because it's like very that's, x-men they do well, that's, that that's, you know that's yeah that's what the x-men do though like yeah so that's... i'm i've i've been team that so i think if wolverine exists and like from miss marvel she's a mutant like I, she's not the first mutant name right. you know like i think i really like this approach like the mutants have just been here and we haven't been talking about them. yeah they, they were hiding from us you're I, gonna have I, to explain do some explaining like why they Maybe didn't fight Thanos or something like that. But sure, I don't know. They were maybe they, they didn't were, form as a. They were stuck on Krakoa. Krakoa wouldn't let them leave. Yeah, no, don't do that. I want the I want the New York school, just basics, you know. Okay. I don't want the portals um, healing nope. cancer. No, come on. I'm sorry, Hickman. That could that, be in another that's twenty like, years. That's like yes, yeah, like that's twenty years into the X Men. This one, this one can get weird. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I I think so. I know Abom- Abomination has been in previous things. Um, however, I think this is a really good example of how we can just sort of, they didn't really address previously Abomination being here in this prison or his new, you, you know what I mean? Like this is sort of a new, they, they just, stuff happens off the screen, which I like, you know what I mean? Like stuff. It makes it feel lived in. Like the world keeps. Right. Evolving moving forward we're there when we're not watching. Yeah, right. I agree. Exactly. So it makes it feel alive. Um, and like I, you know, you can miss you can miss a property or two and still be caught up. Um, so I love that. I thought that was really cool. Um, I liked Abomination as well. I thought he was a, a really interesting character. Yeah, I was a little worried because I was wondering. I mean, I should have known it's Marvel, but like while the episode was happening, I was like, we just saw him in Shang Chi, and he was in that like bar fight like what right what how happened? does that tie into this but like oh. the episode ended with her seeing it on the news i guess wong has been porting him out of his cell and <laughs> helping him i don't know but i'm excited to find out more about that but i thought too. 
I liked the Emil Blonsky scene where she was, uh, you know, interviewed, briefing him. I don't know, uh, seeing if she would be a good fit to defend him. Yeah, that's basically the plot of the episode. Is she's been asked to defend Abomination, who obviously fought the Edward Norton Hulk in the Incredible Hulk movie. Yes. Um, I thought, like, even though it was very on the nose, that was like the best meta joke this episode, where he was like, "I was a completely different person back then." Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I think she saved it. It got it like walked right up to the line of being like too cringe, you know. But then she was like, "Ha," you know. And I thought like Tatiana Maslany kind of saved it because it's like acknowledging that it's a stupid joke, you know. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I think um, this actor looks super familiar. I know I've seen him in other things, but I, I think he was in. Oh man, I don't remember. Yeah, he's that guy that's in stuff. You he, know, he's that British we guy love who's him lots of from things. that thing. Yeah, he's probably in like Broadchurch and like Sherlock and oh, of course, everyone's favorite. Every BBC miniseries. Yeah, he was in all those. Um, but <laughs> I liked the scene. My favorite scene was their interaction. I thought it was pretty good. I thought they made. I thought I he agree. made a good case for himself. Like it was very us agent but like more sympathetic in my opinion because he's like i didn't always like a decorated veteran i didn't want to be part of the abomination program and like i guess he's saying it made him rage out (laughs) more than he thought but that being said michael i'm not buying it oh no no he's he's playing a game here he's up to something obviously but it's a good argument i think yeah absolutely a for effort I mean, he's 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 shooting a shot, right? He's trying to sell it to her, see if she's gonna buy it. Um, clearly, and he's, she's like very lawyer minded. She's like, "Is that something I can win?" Which I liked too, you know. Right. She's like this, this could work. She's so good in this. Like, I fully believe her as a person. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. very realistic. Um, so she's like a real person playing the Green Giant. Um, right. But she's really good at being like grumpy all the time, but not like insufferable. I can't explain it. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. Absolutely. Like someone you don't mind spending half an hour with, but like hates everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I, only because yeah. we're sympathizing with her, but no, she's she's great. Uh, the character is awesome. Um, I like her friend too. Um, yeah, she's really cool. Yeah. I, I really have no complaints. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to the rest of this. How many episodes are there? Nine? There's nine. Nine. Okay. And I really love this runtime. Let me tell you. Yeah. This one I, didn't feel cut too short like the last one for me. So no, I, I agree. But it was shorter. This one was only 30 minutes. It felt longer. First oh, one no. was 37. Yeah. But, okay, the other big Easter eggy moment was yeah. when she talked to Hulk and he uh, is flying away on a just a car to have some kind of meeting or something like that. Yeah. We've been saying it could be Scar, his son. That's what the that's what the internet is saying. But is this like a Mephisto confirmed situation or like what? Why else would I don't know? I mean, wh- what, why would they say that out loud other than to just like make us pop? He's like, I know? gotta go take off, take care of some things. Like, will this pay off in She Hulk or will it? Is this no. for a future Hulk no, 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 thing? No. That's for a future Hulk thing. That's for the Hulk movie that they're trying that they now are legally allowed to make, right? Possibly. That's got to be it. Because there's there's several unannounced uh prop or a few unannounced titles on the slate, right? So one of those yeah. is Hulk. For it could I be. like 
I'm I fully believe that. Um, I have a question for you legally, though. Like, so let's say the 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 rights are up next year, right? And they they get them back. Can they film it now, or can they not even film it? Or do they, you know what I mean? Like, do they have to wait? Is it like normally, a marketing thing? Normally, they like can't even start it. Like, there can't be proof of them starting it. I don't know how you police that because, like, couldn't they like write the script without? You know, I've always wondered yeah. that same thing, but I think technically you're not allowed to start it because that's been the case with like other properties that have been released. Like they can't start making it and just release it as soon as it's done. So, right. um, cause you have, you're like technically making money off of it while you're making it is what they're thinking. Cause you're like promoting it and selling merch for it before it comes out and stuff like that. So sure. Theoretically, no, but it could be in the can. I don't know. Or, I mean, it could be at least like written, you know what I mean? Or yeah. planned out, plotted. I would think, I would think, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Go into Feige's mind and be like, don't think about this movie or where it will fit. You know, like there's no way to police that. Right. True. Hmm. I hope it, I hope we get some other kind of payoff in this show though. Like, I hope that's not the last we see of Bruce Banner, but me too, man. But like we said, we don't want it to be world-ending, seismic, catastrophic situation arise at the end of the show. That's kind of annoying. I feel like in mm-hmm. the in the Marvel shows, like, oh, this is gonna end the world, and now She Hulk's got to stop it. Like, I don't want to do like a World War Hulk situation in this show. Oh you know? no, we're so, not. I, what what do we learn? What do we learn? Don't get too ambitious with our plots with with our theories for MCU Disney Plus shows. Don't get too ambitious. For what we you say that, but then they confirmed Wolverine for the first time ever in She-Hulk. So you don't you don't know anything, Michael. Still in the not to a World War Hulk. Well, what if Wolverine showed up though? What if though? What if he's Dang. like snick snick in the last episode? Michael? Okay. What's up? Speaking of Wolverine, there's a cameo that I'm even more excited about next episode. Next week our review is gonna be fire. Okay. It's gonna be it. Okay. We actually talked about who it was. I don't want to say it now. Okay. So, the, but tell we me, talked about me, it like tell me like a air. year and a half ago. We talked about who this person is, and it's Did finally we? be in next episode. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Do I remember this? Maybe. No, it was okay. not long ago. Wow. Okay. Cool. Tell me off air. I'm excited. Um. Yeah. Maybe I'll save it and put it, drop it in post credit. This is my Wolverine. Is basically what I'm saying. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know. Everyone knows. They're all online. You're right. the only one that's not online, so you can I, be surprised am, by things. I am very online, but I just I just keep trying to get... I like all the Marvel Talk videos, but I just never get on them. They never pop my way. I still get just funny animals and people falling over. or. And you're better for it, because you can be surprised by things now. You and know? I'm on Book Talk. I am on Book Talk. That's nice. But anyway... What else, Dylan? Um, are we? We're not rating the episodes individually, but I'm enjoying it immensely. I think this was. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching it, you really should. Uh, it's not a big commitment. First episode, like we said, 37 minutes. That's including credits, but there is post-credit stuff. So, which I don't love. If I'm honest, I don't love having to fast forward through the credits. Yeah, I wish it was right after the title card. That'd be nice, but right. I like the post credits that were. I like a good inconsequential little gag. A gag, yeah. Sure, I'm I, well, okay, I'd rather it's not that like than Red Hulk or something. You know, like, every time, just 
something here's like that. Yeah. Contessa. Here's Red Hulk. Here's. I think it works for this format, but I agree. I don't like it being at the. At least they've said it will be every episode, so at least we can count on it. Okay, I was gonna say. So is it every episode? So at least we know now. So that'd be a big slap in the face. Fast forwarding to nothing. Right. You know, I watched a uh, a VHS tape or two VHS tapes in the past couple of days, and. I found myself fast forwarding at the end. It's like, I wonder if there's anything after credits. I'm like, wait a minute. It's a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> there's nothing post credits. But sometimes VHS tapes would do that though, Dylan. They would have like outtakes and stuff, but like they wouldn't have oh, been yeah. theatrical releases, but the tapes would have. But anyway. Um, so I guess uh that's it. Um, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all your support. Bye everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online. Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> <laughs>